Hey everybody, welcome to Crossroads, the PlayStation podcast for Crossroads Games. I am Ron Dawkins, and right beside me, pressing square as always this week, are my fellow stationaries, Nelly Lott and Austin Campbell. Yo guys. Alright, and if you guys haven't guessed it by yet, in the in the hot seat in the fourth chair tonight is Boss Rush Games' very own Josh Finney. What's up? How in the world did I actually... How in the world... I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. For some, I see it now. For some strange reason, I accidentally cut the desktop audio. I am so sorry. Uh, so, hopefully... Hopefully... It hasn't been that much of a shit show for you guys. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the raw Loki muting everyone. <laughs> yeah, we, we said that we liked Final Fantasy VIII and he had enough. <laughs> I, I have the absolute power here. This is, this is my show. I do it my way. <laughs> I just said Final Fantasy VIII's not the worst. <laughs> I must I must have hotkeyed it somehow because it was live. Uh, it was live at the beginning. I must have hotkeyed it somehow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that gonna mess with the podcast recording part of it or just it, the Twitch stream? I think it's just the Twitch stream. Uh, stream because we were all in conversation. So yeah. Well. Um. Okay. Well, we can do. When she said she couldn't hear Austin, I I was hearing you through Skype, but I couldn't hear you through Twitch. So well, we can all we can all hear each, we can all hear each other through through Skype. So I'm wondering if the I'm wondering if the I'm wondering if the whole like recording got screwed up. Like I said, I do apologize for that. Wow, the 20th episode, man, and look look uh, technical Dude, difficulties. Oh my god, Tef- technical difficulties. <laughs> I'm hurt. Oh my so, god. So you know what? So you know what? Let's let us let us do this right for a second here. Uh let's let's do a quick let's do a quick recap, okay? So uh this is episode twenty of the place uh, the crossroads PlayStation show for uh, Boss Rush Games. Uh, each and every week we come together with our friends around the internet to bring the latest news, rumors, games, and general discussion in the world of PlayStation. Crossroads is on live on twitch.tv slash exodus803 Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are glad you're here and a part of the conversation. If you're unable to join us live, make sure to head over to youtube.com slash bossrushgames. See, now I'm being all fast because I screwed up somewhere. (laughs) Or any of your favorite podcast services every Thursday to listen to the show. If you if you like the show if you, if you like the show uh, please uh, hit the hit the subscribe button and then share rate and review us wherever you check out our show it helps with our discoverability and also check out our growing family of podcast shows available on bossrushgames.com all right so uh, we recapped we uh, we talked about our food tonight um, I had the I had a delicious uh, pretzel buns uh, chicken sandwich from uh, from Wendy's what'd you guys have again. <laughs> Some slathers, some chilies. Oh, and I'm also I'm also getting down on the uh, on a watermelon Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, yeah. Soup, soup, panda <laughs> sliders. Yep. All right, and then um, so and it, it's a temple of health over here. Oh yeah, for real, yeah. for real. We're, we're we're fatties, but then again, our audience knows how we are on Plate Station, so yeah, we're a bunch of fatties. <laughs> Uh, yep, uh, we talked about uh, Neo 2 getting a cross-play and cross-gen features for PS4 and PS5. Uh, San Diego Studio, a secret San Diego team from Sony is working on an existing franchise in the Uncharted universe. And now we're a little, and now we're more or less caught up. My bad. 
right. All right. So, Tales from the Borderlands was rated for PS5 and Xbox Series X. So, some oh. some recently spotted uh, Peggy ratings. Peggy, by the way, is the ratings for the for the uh, for the European territories. Uh, has suggested that Tales from the Borderlands is coming to PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X and S at some point in the near future. The listings, as they were seen, have mentioned an, a December eighteenth, twenty twenty release date for the PC, PlayStation Five, and Xbox uh, Xbox Series X, but that didn't pan out. Uh, with the built-in backwards compatibility of the systems, it seems that this release is pretty much a no-brainer. Uh, Tales, Tales from Borderlands is an episodic, interactive, comedy, graphic, adventure, sci-fi video game, video game, yeah, based on the Borderlands series, which released back in November 2014 for uh, for a bevy of bunch of uh, of uh, platforms. Uh, so. Uh, last but not least, Atlas releases an all-out action trailer for uh, for Persona 5 Strikers. This is a game that a lot of people are excited for. Uh, this game is already out now in Japan, but it is coming soon to the uh, to the U uh, to the U.S. and other territories. Uh, it will be out February the 23rd for PS4, Switch, and the PC, and it features new uh, a new story with uh, new story and sights and stylish fighting gameplay system. All right, uh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, I know. It's 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 uh, it's an exciting thing. Like I remember, weren't you? You were one of the main cheerleaders for that game when they when they when the announcement trailer hit. If I'm not mistaken, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been I've been on it since it released in Japan, and I I really just wanted it here. I was so mad that we didn't get it here when it came out originally, which was a year and maybe a half ago. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. Um, but I'm excited for more Persona. I'm I'm super excited. And it's not going to be a game where I'm going to have to dig 120 hours into either. That's true. That is true. All right. So, to get the scoop on all these blurbs, links have been provided in our Twitch in our Twitch stream chat. Go check them out, and then continue the conversation with us on our Twitter page at ps underscore crossroads. So once again, I do apologize for the earlier technical problems. My bad. My bad. You you think I would be pro at this by after doing so many shows now? <laughs> all right so uh so it's okay i know i know we're, we're gonna make it you're fired <laughs> the guest is firing you can i can i at least clean out my desk <laughs> no we didn't, we didn't fire you when you had slander on super mario world so i guess you're still <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! I am the PC muscle race for Boss Rush Games. You can fire. You, you, how are you going to replace me? I mean, I'll be the PC blubberbutt. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that countdown saved you, though. You, you got the cool countdown now. You know what? I think, I think that's, I think that's the main reason. <laughs> I think that's the main reason why the viewership stayed there. <laughs> I guarantee you, everybody was. Everybody had their like their little. What, what's the what's the things that the old people used to put through their ear? <laughs> Try and listen. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just changed. <laughs> it looked like it like glorified horns. They put a stethoscope on their on their on their ear. Oh, on their, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so let's go ahead and um, let's see what let's see what some. We got some questions from the audience. Uh, I've got them pulled up. If you want, if if you want to take the night off and read them, Austin. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, let me let me go see how quickly I can pull these up real quick. Um, or do you have them? You already have them pulled up. I haven't pulled up. Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right. So you know what? He's always asking me a question every week. So let's let's start with Ed's question. Our very own that at that retro code Eddie Var, Eddie Varnell from Boss Rush Games uh, asked, "Hey, Crossroads crew, who would be Sony's?" Miyamoto at their worldwide studios. We already got one. It's Shuhei. Uh, it's Shuhei. There, there's literally nobody else. Exactly. Nobody else. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and he's and he's a chair and he's a chairman for the uh, for the indie games initiative now for uh, for Sony. So I mean, it's know. a perfect place for him to be. After I feel like Sony kind of fell behind in the back half of the last generation. They came out mm-hmm. so strong in support of indies, and then, like, slowly but surely, they allowed ID and Xbox to, like, kind of start hogging more of that stage time and, like, eating into that share, especially with Game Pass. This is a great place for Shuhei. What developer in the world doesn't want to talk to Shuhei about a possible deal? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, man, oh, good. The man has a platinum trophy in Hannah Montana on PS3. He's a legend, all right? He he went through Hannah Montana on PS3. Got that platinum <laughs> trophy. <laughs> My man. You know that's 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 undisputed. Like I can't I I, I can't I can't mess with that. that I have Ain't nothing. Anyone more committed? <laughs> exactly. No more committed to the craft than Shuhei Yoshida. I mean, I mean, who, who wants to, who wants to contest it? I mean. Not me, not me. I I don't have what it's I don't have what it takes to get that platinum. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I just I don't think there's anybody else. Like there's notable game directors at mm-hmm. uh, Sony Worldwide Studios, but there's nobody that like really has like Miyamoto's so unique, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like Shuhei overseeing as much as he has though would have to be that person. Like, if you had asked me this 10 years ago, I probably would have said Shuhei or Kazurai, right? Kazurai for her, yep. It's yeah. so hard to pin down a specific developer because so many of those that we would say have moved on. Like, Jason Rubin was responsible for Crash and Jack and Daxter. Mm-hmm. He's moved on. I don't think Neil Druckmann is that guy. I love Neil. I don't think he's that guy. Yeah. I don't think Corey Barlog is that guy. I think they're just exceptionally, incredibly talented individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is nothing wrong with. Yeah. Azurai had the 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 best uh, Twitter account, though parody Twitter account of all time. Oh, dude, that that is Azurai yeah, Studio. <laughs> yes, I'll... rest in peace to that account. But it was the it's best. Been bad. It was the it, best. Parody. It has made guest appearances the last year. Or yeah, twenty twenty was so bad. I I followed I followed the guy who who runs that account his actual account and he still makes funny tweets on his own account but I was like man why didn't you just save it for the uh, why, why didn't you just come back every month uh, mm-hmm. yep my God all right uh, so let's see uh, next question uh, this comes from uh, Jack Bro uh, at Geek Bro twenty seven uh, from uh, from Twitter. Uh, what hopes do you have for a new PSVR? When do you think the next iteration will launch? Uh, that's a really good question, honestly, because it seems like right now Sony is not that invested in uh, VR. Now, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if they were just doing what they could to get the PS5 like out the gate, and they know and they need a strong appearance. Because let's let's be real here. Like Sony's, this is the strongest rollout of games from Sony that I think I've I've seen since. PS no, 
I feel like this is the strongest rollout of games Sony has ever had. Like every easily, easily. Yeah, yeah I don't remember them having a strong one like so, that. So Sony eventually, and I, I don't say this like because I mean, come on, I'm an I'm an Xbox guy predominantly. We have really shitty launches, but I don't think any anybody's launch has ever been really something to write home about. Nintendo's had a few, but the last like really good Sony one, I can't think of it. Like maybe the Vita had a good one. I'd have to look at okay, what yeah. The Vita, had, the Vita had a good, the Vita had a good launch, but that's crazy because that's a that's a handheld. And, and well, right, in, in terms yeah. of a home system, I yeah. mean, like you look at PS4, that was Knack and Kills on Shadowfall. Who was running out to play? I, I I I gotta say, I think the last actual console console that had a strong rollout was the Sega Dreamcast. I can't think of any. I can't think of any other launch that was more memorable. Well, no, 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 no. I was just, I was just saying that one because when you start, when you start talking about just launches, PlayStation launches in general, then I started thinking about every launch that I've, I've actually seen as a gamer. I got, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So now, not to steal a thunder from, from that particular one, but, uh, but yeah, I Sony, I feel like Sony invested so much time in, you know, like getting the launch perfect for the PlayStation Five, and I mean, yeah, like games. There's a they're hitting on everything, but with the con with the, with the hardware itself, you know, like hey, we still can't use uh, M.2 NVMe solid state drives yet. Uh, there's there's a good almost one third of your hard drive that's locked up, <laughs> you know. Uh, PS4 games, PS4 games, and PS5 games, like PS5 games can't play off of an external hard drive, stuff like that, you know. So yeah, the console itself is limited, but the but the software, the games that launch for it, and it's it's the best software lineup. Yeah, I mean, they continued. Because what they did with the PlayStation Four is unprecedented. And this freaking and this freaking controller right here, Jesus Christ! I mean, shoot, Sony was Sony was swinging for the fences with this one. I think they needed to too. Yeah, they did. Like, because uh, uh, I've made no secret of it. Like, Laurent, I've told you this a lot. I don't like the DualShock controller. Mm-hmm. I don't like DualShock Four. Yeah, it's not comfortable to me. I, it cramps my hands. I can't play it for long periods of time. The DualSense feels more like a pro, like the Switch Pro controller or like my xbox one controller mm-hmm. that i love so much and it's like okay cool everybody kind of has a similar gamepad now yeah i like this my fat fingers are finally accommodated by all three console makers yeah i mean even stadia has a more comfortable controller you've got a problem <laughs> that's true that is true um okay so when do you think the next iteration of the playstation vr launch will be uh okay let me say. Oh, let me hopefully say. Hopefully, less wires. Less wires. That would be my hope and dreams for it, because mm-hmm. that was the problem with the PSVR. It was just a, it's a clunky Let's... mess. And oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's just a clunky mess. It had way too many wires. And right now, what's that 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 Samsung one that I see all the commercials for is like two ninety nine. I think is what it's selling for right now. So that 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 should be your competitive your competitor right now as far as getting your VR out. Not another, because I think VR was four hundred dollars. Um, yeah. Plus, Oculus plus has shown you cannot that. release another thing at four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't do that anymore. So it's got to be cheaper. You got to have less wires involved, and you got to have better move controllers. Like you can't you can't deal with these PS3 move controllers anymore. Right. And the yeah. PS3 camera. Just uh, get I, um, you, you got to. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Austin. Sorry. No, I was I gonna say you just gotta innovate more at, on this one. Yeah. I think you're probably not seeing this before 2023. Uh, I feel like summer of 2020, maybe fall 2022, but 
they're, they're going to have to put so much R&D into that. And I think they want to be far enough removed from the PS4 being on shelves and people picking up the original PSVR to be like, okay, we're done with this now. Like, But it's also like, let's not pretend like they have the greatest track record with peripherals. They tend to drop things mm-hmm. or things that aren't their core home consoles. I mean, Vita was sent out to die. Like, I love yeah. the Vita. It's my all-time favorite handheld. But holy shit, that thing was sent out to die. They did not support it past the first 16, 18 months, maybe. By the time I got one, which was a year and a half in, they were already done making games with the exception of Killzone Mercenary. And that's just unforgivable. Yeah, that that is. I I, I say it a lot. I say it a lot. Like the way, because I was one of those day one, day one people with the PS Vita and stuff like that. And so, I, you know, like I proved my loyalty right there, you know, and just the way that it kind of, it kind of fizzled. It didn't just like crash and burn. It just fizzled out. And it was, it was such a shame, you know. Yeah. I know, um, I know a lot I, uh, of people. I know a lot of people do love VR, but I will go ahead and just admit right now, like VR is not always fun for me because um, I wear glasses. I have astigmatism, so you know VR is not my experience. Like I, I do have a few games I enjoy, like Beat Saber, for example. I enjoy that game immensely and stuff like that. It's one of the few games that doesn't make my eyes bug out, you know, while I'm playing. Yeah, I, uh, I got a chance to try out Oculus, uh, Oculus Quest in April 2019. Uh, when I went to Chicago for a long weekend, I got to play Vader Immortal when they first revealed it and stuff. That was really cool. But what I liked about that was I could still keep my glasses on. It was a lightweight headset. When I played PSVR, on the other hand, I had to take my glasses off. Same. It's really hard. Even at, even at close distances, like that, that bothers me. I get really bad migraines really easily. Mm-hmm. So I agree with Austin. I want, I want less wires. I want it to feel less clunky. It feels very, very, it feels like a toy. It does not yeah. feel like a piece of $300 tech that I'm buying. Right. Uh, the price to come down. And honestly, I think part of the reason why Sony was so ready to jump in and have all these games, 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 games ready for the PS5 launch and the end of the PS4 was they could take those studios that were working on exclusive VR experiences and have them just be, be what they were, which is backup and support studios, help them do the polishing, not have to bring in outside groups, not have to push anything else back. Mm-hmm. I think that helped them a lot too. So I think once they're at a comfortable point, like, okay, we've gotten through the first 18 months. Now we can shift the focus back to VR. We can pick up some projects we've dropped or something. We can get stuff ready. Like, has there ever been a console that has gone seamlessly from one generation of just hits, especially in the final year? You know, you have you you have uh, Dreams, you have Neo, you have Final Fantasy VII Remake, even though that's not a Sony game. You have Last of Us, you have Ghost of Tsushima, and then you go straight into Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Returnal is coming, Gran Turismo is coming, Ratchet and Clank, etc. Like, has there ever been one that seamlessly moved that much over? That's so many of your studios tied up right there. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a gap. Yeah. In twenty end of twenty twenty two, probably through twenty twenty three. You need something. I think you squeeze PSVR in right there. That's a good, that's that's the way you that's the way you do it. That's the way you tie it in. Yeah. Uh, if I was if I was running Sony's business, that's what I would be aiming for. Yeah. Which means they it, probably won't do it. And they're they're probably there might be. When do they ever listen to the game? London studio that might be working on it now. So because they made yeah. you know all the VR world stuff and stuff like that that started at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But most, I mean, no one else really, unless they got some offshoots. Maybe some that Sony San Diego. Maybe they got. Some yeah, I would say that's what Sony San Diego. Is, for maybe that's what it is. VR. Maybe they're making MLB the show VR. I would, I would love that. <laughs> Why not? 
Okay, I would play the fuck out of that. Yeah, same. By the way, Josh, I am going to ask you all on your next Arsenal X podcast what your what's your excitement level for MLB the show? Oh, it's coming I'm to Xbox. Only, I'm the only person excited for that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The show's coming to Xbox? The show the is the Xbox starting this year. PC. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You finally get to enjoy MLB the only good, good baseball game. That is true. Yep. Yeah, so, so we're all kind of hoping. All right, all right. Let's move on to our next question. Uh, this comes from uh, this comes from Brian or at Willow Horde at uh, from our from Twitter. Uh, will Horizon Forbidden West make its way to the PC the same way Horizon Zero Dawn did? If so, when will you expect it? And if not, why? Uh, as a PC guy here, I'm gonna say I believe it will make it there, but it's gonna be probably just a staggered of a of a timetable as Horizon Zero Dawn did. Uh, the reason why, and the reason why I'm saying it's it's gonna be staggered is because they don't Sony probably doesn't actually. I take that back because Sony has because. We we reported on this what like like a few months ago like I, I feel like we reported on this back in October where where we noted that Sony was going to make a bigger jump into getting more of their games you know onto the PC. Uh, there's already rumor and speculation that uh, that God of War is coming. Uh, that that the that the last God of War is coming. We don't know if Spider Man's coming. We uh, we doubt it because it's had a second run on the PS5 right now. But uh, but they said they were going to get more uh, more titles out there. We even speculated that the Uncharted uh, Nathan Drake collection will be coming out, which is the first three Uncharted games. And then, you know, we'll be on our own for a fourth one because, you know, right now they're giving it away for free on PlayStation Plus uh, for the PlayStation Plus collection you know, for PS5. So I feel that I feel that Horizon Forbidden West will make it to the PC. It will probably have just as much wait time as, it, as the, the original game did. Uh, so... That's that's the way I feel. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean twenty three. Because oh, so yeah. here's the thing. Actually, no, 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 no. No, I don't think it's gonna be that long. Let's see. It's twenty twenty one right now. And Horizons Horizon Forbidden West is uh is uh going to be coming out sometime. In, they're still saying summertime this year, which we haven't gotten a definitive date on it. Which actually will roll into our next question in a second. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a fall twenty twenty one title. Oh. It- this is going to be their fall game. This yeah. is going to be September, like mid-September, I think. And, when Forbidden and I guarantee, and I guarantee you, this is probably going to be one of the games that launches a special edition console too. It'll be the first Ooh, one for, nice. I, for yeah. either one of them. Which they're is... going to want to they're going to want to have that special one on the market. They'll probably do the first increase in the storage also alongside it. Yeah. Oh. And they, they they want that out before yeah. Xbox does it with Halo Infinite. Yeah. You know that's coming. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, I are we in are we in agreement then? Like this game, this game, this game probably will be a late release, but also, but also PC version will probably see it in a, let's say a year and a half to two years time frame. Because if the game comes yeah. out, the game comes out late twenty twenty one, they're gonna at least give it. They're gonna give it at bare minimum a full year. I mean, you look at the lifetime sales for Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. and it sold phenomenally. And then it saw another spike in sales when it started going down to like ten, fifteen bucks. Yeah, as a matter of having the DLC included, they're gonna want to launch it on PC with a complete edition. But like, I know Sony's wanting to get more into PC. Like, let's not forget, like PC is a different kind of sphere, though. That's a different monster than console gaming. That's not something they're familiar with like it took microsoft a while to get used to that too right yeah so if you're going to put that out you want to make sure you roll that correctly because 
the launch of Zero Dawn wasn't great on PC. It took several patches over, like, very quickly, over a couple weeks, to get that stabilized. You don't want to have a marquee title, especially if Forbidden West comes out and is an automatic Game of the Year contender, which we're all assuming it'll be. Mm -hmm. You don't want that coming out even two years down the road badly because that reflects on you as a studio and it makes you look like, oh, you don't give a shit about PC gamers. Like, no, you don't want that. Like, right now, you still rely way more on those console sales than you do on PC sales. Mm -hmm. Like, you still do. That's just, that's how Sony's business is and should be. Like, focus where your strengths are. Worry about the other stuff later. So... Mm -hmm. Bring it out. Like, make, make a whole big deal of it. Like, oh, we got Verbin West and Ragnarok coming to PC Gamers, but after this, it's going to be like 12 months you got to wait. That's it. They're, they're never going to do day and date, in my opinion. Here's here's my speculation. Um, I feel like what's going to happen is the moment the moment that Forbidden West is getting ready to hit whatever PS5 is going to call their greatest hits line this time around, uh, yep. that's when we'll see the PC version. Because, because Horizon Zero Dawn like swam in that $20, $20 basket for about three or four months. Mm -hmm. And then it came to PC. Uh, and, and, I, I and I say that because just Horizon Zero Dawn, not the complete edition, because the complete edition stayed 40 bucks for a while. And then when, it finally, when the complete edition finally dropped $30, you know, that was about the time that we saw, oh, it got, it's getting announced for the PC. Like, what's going on here? Like, Sony games coming to PC, you know, it was, that, was, that was a big deal, you know. So... I I think it could actually come to PC at the same time, but one thing has to happen, and that's Sony's answer for Games Pass. If they had come out with their version of Games Pass this year, and it's able to be, you can play games on PC, stream games on PC, I think it's possible that we see Horizon come out at the same time mm -hmm. with that subscription. You may have to. I don't think it's going to come free with a subscription, oh, but it will I think not you, come free. I it think will it'll not be like come free. Oh, but but you can get it if you are subscribed. You can also purchase on and it, play. It, on it'll be akin to premium access on Disney Plus, where you had to pay extra to watch Mulan, or right. maybe you'll have to pay to watch Raya here in a couple months. Like I think right. they'll do something like that. That I could definitely see. Like, oh, you're already a subscriber. Here, we'll give it to you for like. Forty bucks instead of sixty or something. I don't know. You know. You know. Well, even even if it's like, hey, you can play all your, yeah, or you can play all your PS4, PS5 games that you bought. You can now play them on PC. Yeah. You can stream them. Oh man, that would that would be that would be crazy. Big answer. Yeah. That I mean that that would bring you on par with Game Pass. Yeah, that that's true. That's true because you know I here's the thing I here's the thing I feel about this the most. I feel like I feel like right now. Sony is waiting for the other shoe to drop from wherever Microsoft is ultimately trying to do of Game Pass to finally roll out something that they have that's their answer to it. I, that's what that's the that's the way I feel because right now you know Microsoft is snatching up all these studios and stuff and you know if everyone's saying like Sony do something now but Sony's like no there's something else coming and we need to and we need to wait them out because it, Sony's good at this like Sony Sony's been scooping Microsoft for a while now. I, They've been scooping. They've been scooping Microsoft since basically the entire life cycle of the PS4. So Sony is taking the wait and see yep. attitude, and, and and it's it's I, it's exciting for us gamers, for us PlayStation gamers. At the same time, it, it makes us basket cases because there's console wars. You know, like that's not really a thing anymore. But we still have that console war mentality. So we want the most from like that console platform that we love, and there that's what it is. 
I don't think it's actually essential for Sony to have a Game Pass answer. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think Sony looks at what they've put out. I mean, come on. If you put out in a 12-month span, Dark Soul or uh, Demon Souls re- completely remastered, Miles Morales, Dreams, mm-hmm. The Last of Us, and Ghost Tsushima. Oh, excuse me. Sackboy's Great Adventure is yes. also in there. And Ashton's Playroom. You have seven, seven bangers right there. Seven bangers. Like, Astro's Playroom is probably on the lower end of that, and that's still got, like, eights across the board. Oh, and I was man. Asking, like, <laughs> you look at that, if if I'm Sody, I'm going, I don't need to do this because people are still going to pay for quality. Why should we let them get all this stuff for, like, 150 bucks a year? Charge them the $60. They're going to keep buying it. Like, you're going to buy these because you want to be part of the conversation, right? Well, like, look how many sold 10 million without even blinking that were exclusives mm-hmm. that doesn't happen outside of nintendo that doesn't happen that's true yeah and i mean you're not going to get any of these new any of the ps5 launch games or any games coming out this year I, 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 but I, I think they know that like if you look at if you look at how game pass does it they're not going to do what microsoft does which is oh all our games day and date sony would be stupid to do that like you're losing so much money yeah, like yeah. microsoft can do it because okay, Xbox One was being outsold at a ratio of, like, two to one. Like, mm-hmm. if people weren't buying the exclusive anyways, partially because Microsoft's marketing team sucks. But, yes. like, you have you have these games that aren't being marketed, like Ori and Quantum Break and Sunset Overdrive, like, these unique experiences. Well, they're yeah. not selling because you don't, you don't promote them. Sony never has that problem. Like, they talk about a game and you know the quality. Now you know the quality to expect after the PS4 from Sony. Like, going into PS4, you were kind of like, eh, like, we know Naughty Dog is good, but I don't know about some of these other guys. Now it's like, oh, damn, like, Bend is making a game? Oh, I'm going to go play it. Bend was Sylphan Fighter and, like, PSP fodder for the last (laughs) decade. Up until Days Gone, and Days Gone still sold bonkers. Like, right? Do not, do not talk about the Golden Abyss like that. Okay? I was about, I was just about to say, like, I started like, Golden Abyss. I, I played Golden Abyss. Man, I, I love that, that was, I, 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 that was one of the handheld games, though. Yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> and now we're like, oh my god, we're like, we're waiting to see, like, oh my god, can they make the next Ghost of Tsushima? Can they make the next Horizon? Like, mm-hmm. can they do something completely different than what they've done before? Like, I find myself watching this with even the smallest teams over there. Like, Housemark is doing something totally new with Returnal. I'm buying a PS5 for Returnal. I t- That's I, the point we've got. I tell you, man, January, January, tw- uh, wait, not January. I'm sorry, March, March 23rd, 20, yeah, March. March twenty third is such a loaded day for me because you got Returnal and Monster Hunter Rise, and yeah, I, I got I got I got yeah. I got to space my time out. I gotta get ready to stream. I got I gotta get a capture card just to stream uh, Twitch games. Like it, <laughs> it's it's gonna be freaking crazy. <laughs> Are you getting both? Yes, I'm getting. Well, number one, it's a Monster Hunter game, and number two, did you see the way I geeked out on my freaking on my freaking <laughs> on my freaking live? Oh my god! Speaking of which, you guys you haven't seen sure. if you guys haven't seen my reaction video. I will put a link up in the Twitch chat for you guys to go over to my YouTube channel and check that out. Let's go ahead and move on to the final question because, like I said, it links to our last question, which is from our very own Logan Corkins at Logan Corkins uh, on Twitter. When are we going to get the release dates for Horizon and Ratchet and Clank? Okay, so we kind of already speculated. Horizon's probably okay as far as release dates. They're probably going to say something as soon as like the the spring titles are 
about. So basically, when we get Returnal and a couple of other games coming out in the spring, we'll probably see a new sizzle reel from Sony that will actually have definitive uh, release dates for both Ratchet & Clank, uh, yeah. Horizon, as well as we may finally get a concrete date for Gran Turismo, which I still don't think Gran Turismo 7 is coming out this year. I don't think so. So I, I think Sony's yeah. Sony's in the in the interesting like unique problem. I'm putting that in quotation marks if you're listening because it's it's a good problem to have. It's the best kind of problem. Like we've got so much shit. How do we schedule this? Right. And mm-hmm. let's not forget like first half of 2021 and it probably especially into the back half is when you're going to start seeing all those delays so we've already seen hogwarts legacy punted out of this year mm-hmm. you're going to get that i mean halo was delayed a full year like this is where you're going to start seeing the covid 19 delays now we we got them for polishing last year but they were still largely able to do it the longer they're out of the studio the harder it is to create a triple a game from scratch that's true so like god of war ragnarok i don't want to be a pessimist probably is going to be like march or april of 2022 mm-hmm. i think that's why but they given themselves so much padding with games like ratchet and clank was supposed to be launch window that thing's not launch window is coming to an end yeah. it's not coming yeah that if i was a betting man i think they're gonna do a state of play probably in february you took the words out of my mouth or for a final build-up to returnal and then say hey ratchet and clank is gonna drop like last week of april which is what i had pegged for halo for so long like that's just to me that's like a, that's the perfect time nobody watches late april early may you get it in there right before E3. You'll have the first sales numbers there. You can tout that out on your stage or in your press conference, whatever you do if you do a digital event. They've gotten so good at doing these state of plays. I still think they're Nintendo Direct quality, but they're their own unique thing. They yeah. found an identity there. You do that just for like two or three quick ones. And they've got the marketing for Resident Evil 8. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 8 is coming out in April. Bam, bam, bam. You Actually, all three of those. Actually, March and April are March and April are going to be insane because Kenna Bridge of Spirits apparently got moved got got moved up. It's it's coming out in March or April. Yeah, like I mean, like it's going to it's going to be a madhouse. And I mean, well, you got I went from yeah, I went from I went from you know I went from like not having to worry about buying games all the time to all of a sudden now everything is just like like it, it it's like that. It's like that that gif where the girls hit where the girls hit getting hit in the face with hot dogs. That that's really what what gaming is doing to me right um, now. I will I will disagree with you on one thing, Laron. I do think Gran Turismo is coming this year. You think so? Um, I think Sony would love nothing more than to beat Forza to the punch. See, I feel the because... exact I feel the exact same way about that too. But the problem is, is that they take their damn fucking sweet time. Polyphony does, and trust me. When Polyphony's at the top of their game, no other racing team on earth can top them. Like one hundred percent agreed. They're breathing down their neck right now. Yeah, playground is, there, but you know, Horizon's a completely different experience in terms of an actual sim. It's like a one A one B. Both of them are coming out within the next twelve months of the day you listen to this. Like <laughs> something's gonna happen. I like, I think Forza is August, but, but I've been saying for a while I think Gran Turismo is a July release. See, that was their original window, though. That was their original window. They were going for July of this year. I think they're going to do July. I I still think it's ending in July. They've been very quiet, but that team is always quiet. But if it's not out by July, it's not coming out until like next summer. Yeah, that that's my thing. Is like if they cannot beat them to the punch, 
they are going to they're going to extend it for a while because they have to knock it out of the park on this one. Oh, they've lost so much true, ground. True. On Forza, this last generation, are hilariously like two of the franchises that will move actual units now. Like Gran Turismo has been yeah. like that since number three, right? Since Aspect, mm-hmm. but. Forza, like, kind of quietly has become that for Microsoft. Yeah. I can't tell you the amount of friends I have who were like, oh, I've been all PlayStation, but fuck, I really like Forza and Forza Horizon. So I'm going to keep playing Mm -hmm. on Xbox. Mm -hmm. And damn, if you can beat that, if you can't beat them to the punch, though, either one of them, you better just be ready to hit delay unless you've got Forza Horizon 5 in your back pocket ready to go like, well, this is different. We're still going to sell some consoles this year. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna sell some boom boxes and some mini fridges. <laughs> all right, so that's all of our questions for tonight. If you want your questions around the show, tweet us at ps underscore crossroads or email us at crossroadspspod at gmail.com and we will definitely try to get to them next week. Thanks a lot, guys. And now it's time for tonight's news topics and events. So let's go ahead and get this started because I know uh, Nelly's been waiting to talk about this one. No. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Hold on. Before I do that real fast, let me just go ahead and give a quick shout out to some of our to some of our members in the chat tonight. Uh shout out to Mamaro Zero and uh Lil Chaos012. Uh thanks for being with us and definitely chatting with us. We love you guys and uh and hey, like keep the party going. Let's 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 talk some more in the chat. Let's do let's do this. Alright, so now then. News, our first news topic is a Resident Evil showcase is planned for January 21st, 2021. Capcom is coming out swinging. Let's just say this. Let's just say this right now. Um, so they need to keep the energy going from last gen. That is true. They also yes. need. They also, you know, they're also doing a phenomenal job of the transparency based off of everything that happened with those cyber attacks and the leaks from last year. Yes. They are. They're. Yes. They're on top. They're on top of that one, and, and I love it. You know, honestly, I feel like I feel like the more and more that we get deeper into this age of uh, gaming and technology. The more and more, the more and more transparency we're going to see from these companies, especially when they get caught with their hands in the cookie jar. I mean, right. we're going to be talking about it a little bit later, but you know, companies like EA, you know, and Activision, they can't get over on us like they used to back in the day because people are getting more savvy. Pe- people are. So, this, despite what happened to Capcom, like I want to address the leaks, like just for a split second. I know I've talked a ton already. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Capcom leaks, it's like, we kind of know their roadmap for the next two to three years, yeah. at least. Yeah. Like, beyond that, it's definitely not as concrete, and things will change because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Budgets are going to be completely different moving forward now. Uh, that's why like, a lot of people really ragged on the Xbox showcase last year for like, oh, this is all concepts, this is all trailers, it's just announcing stuff that's a couple years away. I like that. I know a lot of what's coming in the pipeline then. You announce the shit that's going to get people excited no matter what, and then you build around that as the years mm-hmm. go through. Yes. Double A with your third parties. Did I, I want to see gameplay? Sure, but I kind of like that. And it's it, similarly, I like the way that Capcom has reacted to those leaks. They've kind of taken it in stride. Like, oh, we're going to give you some tongue-in-cheek references to it. Like, y'all know what's coming, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but at the same time, we're still going to have some awesome surprises for you because they didn't get everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so January... Mega Man 12. So January 21st of this year promises to be a good day for Resident Evil fans worldwide when the Resident Evil Showcase takes off. Revealed via Resident Evil's Twitter, this showcase will be hosted by will be hosted by what good what's good games is Brittany Brumbacher and Capcom's share Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I like I love her personality. 
I love her personality. I, I, uh, I'm not like an avid follower of her, but I love her personality. Whenever I, whenever anything graces graces uh, of hers graces me past like like the timeline and stuff like that. Uh, Capcom also shared a short teaser video of what fans can expect next week. All right, so this is us, the Crossroads PlayStation Podcast, telling you right now: set your calendars for January 21st, 2021. 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or 10 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time, European. <laughs> and get set for a guided tour of Resident Evil Village, uh, along uh, Resident Evil Village, the new trailer, first ever gameplay, and more Resident Evil news. So it, we're not just getting the village. We're getting some more stuff coming coming our way. So get ready for that. Uh, just for a quick recap, Resident Evil Village, which is the eighth actual installment which is the eighth numbered installment to the main series it was first announced at the ps5 reveal event uh, reveal event last june and it is scheduled to be released on ps5 xbox series x and pc in 2021 capcom has said it is looking into xbox one and ps4 versions as a matter of fact i think that rumor was also like like established because of the leaks in the cyber attack uh, that Capcom had. Mm. I think so. Uh, Capcom has also revealed that Resident Evil Village takes place in a desolate, snowy village and that players will once again play as Resident Evil 7's Ethan Winters and fans of the horror franchise can look forward to a much more open space than RE7 as they will face off and they will face off against gruesome creatures including werewolves. So that's a that's a first for the series. I mean... Yeah. Nelly, you are the Resident Evil queen. Uh, so, uh... What's, what's your thoughts on this? I, I, I'm noticing that you are like you've been geeking. You've been geeking for this for a long time. <laughs> I'm actually excited to see what direction Resident Evil is going in. Um, I, I still have yet to play Seven, and that's actually my fault because I really didn't give it a chance because it didn't feel like a Resident Evil game, and I was like, oh, you know, first person, I'm not feeling it, this and that. But I am gonna give it a chance. I'm excited. Like I said, see what direction is going in. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for this uh, showcase. Me too. Me too. I'm still I'm still a core Resident Evil uh, uh, fan. I'm, I still am. Mm. Like a lot of the games have kind of like been hit or miss with me since RE4 uh, uh, first launched and stuff like that. But I still keep up with it. And just like you, I haven't given Resident Evil Seven a chance because uh, I just suck at first person games. So it's just one of those things, you know. But I'm going to have to sit down and play this one. Hey, if I if I if I sat if I sat down and played all the way through Resident Evil Six, all three scenarios, you know, practically eighty percent in most of the most of the scenarios, I think I can give Resident Evil Seven a chance. Leon had the best scenario. I, I think there I think there's two things that they're going to announce here that they haven't already explicitly made clear beyond Village. I think you're going to get Revelations Three announced for Switch, and I think you're going to get the for I, I think you're going to get a teaser. That it's coming next year of Resident Evil 4 remake. I think that's their title for 2022. We don't want Resident Evil 4 remake. We want Code Veronica remake. <laughs> I would rather have Code Veronica needs it much more. Like yeah. Resident Evil 4 has held pretty damn good in my opinion, mm-hmm. but like uh, it's also like one of my favorite games ever made. Oh, it so is. Like it is. Yeah. Can can y'all can y'all make me a PS5 version of the chainsaw controller, please? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, asking, I'm asking for a friend if you can give me that. Like, hey, would that just be like inappropriate to ask? Oh, 
Our Lord Shuhei in heaven, hallowed be thy Vita. Please give me a chainsaw controller for this game. <laughs> Um, and I think you're also going to get the first teaser footage of the uh, reboot movie. Ooh, yeah, crazy. yeah. I, you're going to get that too because that wrapped filming recently, I believe. Yeah, they did. I'm excited for that too, son. Okay, don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, awesome. Did you have anything to add to this? Uh, no, I'm I'm excited for it, but I, I try to stay out of all the trailers and stuff. I like to... Keep yeah. keep away from trailers as much as I can. I like to keep myself in the dark. So, uh, but everyone really likes that vampire lady. So, really <laughs> oh, yeah. likes the yeah. vampire lady. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 all over Twitter. I agree with you on one thing. Like, I tr- she's like eight feet. I tried not to. I tried not to like just just have a deluge of uh of, of the trailers, you know, because I feel like the more and more I watch, the more the more and more the game is going to get spoiled for me, unless unless like they're like mas- masters, because I mean, not even Hideo Kojima could release, you know, could go on a trailer campaign without showing like fifty percent of his game, you know. So yeah, I, I'm I'm one hundred percent with you yeah. on that one, you know, like the like yeah, definitely put out some more, definitely put out some more. You know, like ab- advertising and stuff for Resident Evil, but uh, for but for Res- for Resident Evil Eight. But honestly, we shouldn't see any more trailers after this. We should we should be seeing trailers for new IPs or new sequels in Resident Evil, or you know, and just keep going and release the game. I mean, we're about ninety days out from release. So yeah, we are. I expect this to be. I, I think you'll get one. More we'll get a launch trailer. We'll get a launch trailer like right before right before the actual yeah. date. Like two, three weeks before, yeah, yep. you'll get that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. Uh, next topic. Uh, I swear, Crossroads just feels like Crossroads just feels like a cyberpunk show sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, maybe, maybe it's because, maybe it's because of my presence on the show. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to go in on this. So. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm glad we have you here tonight, man. All right. So. CD Projekt Red has issued a full statement about the Cyberpunk 2070 about Cyberpunk 2077's development ordeal. Uh, let me just get into this before we unpack it. All right, Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> has had one of the one of the rockiest of post-launch roads since its release last December. Uh, a litany of bugs and performance issues from previous gen consoles, notably the base versions of the Xbox One and the PS4 systems, led the game to being pulled. Uh, from the online Sony store indefinitely pending patches and quality fixes and have left more than a few gamers questioning the actual morality of the famous gaming developer that is CD Projekt Red. Uh, Last week, CD Projekt Red released a statement on their Cyberpunk website assuring the community of their commitment to fixing the bugs and game crashes and assuring a continued focus to improve the game with updates uh, so that gamers can continue... Well, I'm sorry. Not continue. So that gamers can continue... uh, Wow, I said it again. <laughs> Trust me, I can read, guys. I just put imaginary words in there where they're not supposed to be. <laughs> okay. I do it all the time. Gamers can enjoy the game no matter which platform they choose to experience it. All right. CD Projekt's co-founder, uh, Marcy Iwinski. Yeah, Iwinski also took to YouTube with a five-minute brief that shared the studio's perspective on what happened with the game with the game on old generation consoles. All right, now let's talk about it. <laughs> so, we're gonna talk about this video for a second because this is the worst apology non-apology I've seen in a long time, and that's saying something. <laughs> <in this history. laughs> 
because the exact same thing. I was like, this is at first, this is so awkward. At first, you listen to it and you're like, okay, because they, I, I will say, he does a couple things right. He says it, the blame is solely on him and on the other higher ups of the company. You're goddamn right, it is. Okay, I want to, I want to draw as a parallel to this. I want to bring up an article that uh, Jason Schreier wrote last week where he talks about some of the conditions at the studio, talked to about 20 devs, both current and X there, who were on the team specifically in the lead up to the launch. Uh, most of them aren't there anymore. But one of the most striking things that was in there to me was when he says that devs were shocked when they went out on stage with Keanu at Microsoft's press conference in 2019 and said, the game's coming out April, April 16, 2020. They're like, uh, at the place that we're working, this game's not going to be, and even with them already starting to crunch by that point, this game's not going to be ready until like 2022. We've already rebooted it twice in development. So we're going to circle back to this video now. When he talks about, we were unaware of the issues on last-gen consoles. That is a lie. That is a complete lie. Unless you did absolute, and that is also throwing your QA team completely under the bus, by mm -hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Something else that gets circled around that in that story is that they did not have test kits at home for Xbox and for PS4. So it is unbelievable to me that all you tested was the PC version. You didn't even let Microsoft, you had a marketing deal. They made you a fucking console, for God's sake. And they didn't get to see the Xbox One version running before. I guarantee you they would have been voiding that deal. I guarantee you Phil Spencer would have been going to court trying to get out of that. I'd be I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation, frankly. That must have been happening on December 10th and 11th as people realized how broken it is. I mean, some of the screen caps that we're seeing look like they're from PlayStation 1 games. And you're going to tell me in your <laughs> testing environment that was never replicated? You're a fucking liar. <laughs> like, oh, I say come that, on, like, come on. PS1 games? PS1 games? Come on. At least... Dude, oh! It's so polygon. Like, dude, it looks like you recreated the fucking, like, cyber truck in there. It's so bad. It's, and I, I, again, like, I'm not, I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm like, I'm watching this video, and the more I watch it, like, I rewatched it a couple times to be like, did I really hear that? It's like, there, there's a little tiny bit of responsibility being taken, but really, you're ultimately throwing your developers, you're throwing your people who are trying to, you know, optimize your games, and you're throwing your QA all under the bus in the name of, well, and basically admitting, we knew it wasn't ready, but money. We wanted money. We weren't willing to let our stock price mm -hmm. dip. You could have let the stock price dip on that, because this game clearly is not even going to be ready. Like, we're not going to have the true next-gen version until the second half of this year That's now. That's true. With how many patches mm -hmm. they're going to have to do. Yeah. We found that out in the video, too. Like, you're still going to put out free DLCs before doing that? Really? Like, I agree. Let's get it at least running on the old consoles, but you're not even going to maximize it for those of us who bought the new hardware. Like, that's a problem to me. Yeah. Those are platforms yeah. you promised it to. Like, uh, Loran, you and I talked about this beforehand mm -hmm. in the group chat. Like, we knew this was going to be bad. Yeah. We knew it look great i didn't expect it to be that bad though like when you promise a game for something it doesn't matter if it's overly ambitious you have to deliver on that that's true and if you yeah. don't you're gonna do it you have to take the responsibility as a business owner and as a creative to be willing to delay that your stock price is gonna take a hit 
It is. Mm -hmm. But you're going to make that back. They sold 13 million copies in a week. That Most is, of those that like is the truth. One. That's with returns. With returns, they still came out selling like 13, 14 million in yeah. December. It's insane. You still would have done that if you had a proper next-gen version ready. Like, say you had to punt it all the way to summer. Pull a Halo Infinite. Be like, guys, we. It, I would have thought you were cocky until, like, if somebody would have shown me this through the looking glass, I'd be like, oh, fuck, delay it. Like, I'd rather <laughs> have a game delayed and see you take a bit of a hit in the stock price and then you're going to get so much more goodwill. You're going to build on that legacy for years to come. The Witcher 3 was a mess when it launched. And look at it now. It's considered one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get that with Cyberpunk, when, no matter what the redemption story is here. Because there, there is no redemption. There is simply fixing what you promised. Yeah. This game is already down to $30. $30 yeah. at yeah. Best Buy and Amazon this week. Wow. That is... Yeah. I didn't know that. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, no, yeah, that's that's, that's that sale. Got... Levels of going on sale. That sale, yeah, that sale trotted out. Uh, was it this week or, or early last week? Literally yesterday. Okay, yesterday. yeah, yeah. Here's the one. Here's... Yeah, yeah. To, to just sum up what I'm saying, like, <laughs> like I know Laurent's probably going to go in on this too. This is a catastrophe. Like, how do you do an apology where you're not really apologizing? You're throwing your least experience and least paid workers under the bus probably the guys who work the hardest on your game too in all yeah. honesty mm -hmm. like it sounds like this is another tale this is a cautionary tale of greed of overreach and then they're like oh well you know now you're getting upset with us because we took out features like yeah you made it out to be a big deal with the gameplay demo i know things changed over two years but mm -hmm. you had time to reboot the whole game in that time yeah it was a third person game up until right before that e3 demo they spent months just making that vertical slice. Like, and then you're still talking about things throughout development that don't make it into the game. You can't talk about things and then not put them in the game. That's just not how it goes. People, you didn't even address that they weren't going to be in it. Like, at least tell us that. Come on, guys. All right. I see the floor now. I'm off the <laughs> floor. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's no, awesome. It's awesome you're here. <laughs> Because uh, because one of the things I, one of the things I've said and um, and yes uh, everyone that knows me that's been watching the show knows I'm playing it on the PC so I haven't I haven't experienced a lot of the problems that are that our console brethren have but the one thing I have <laughs> but the one thing but the one thing I do know for sure is the is the experience let's we're not going to talk about hardware superiority with with, with the PC games. No. We're just going to talk about the game itself. Uh, and the one thing I have noted is that the game has fallen short of the mark from what they said they were going to do from all the time they're developing. You know what? I get it. Like, there's a lot, just like in Hollywood, there's always stuff that's going to be left on the cutting room floor and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, there are some fundamental things that are just wrong with Cyberpunk's implementation. If, if the fact that they had this dense city full of non-player characters, NPCs, they're just walking around the city, and they have the dumbest freaking AI I have ever seen. <laughs> ever seen. I mean... It's I, not great. Yeah. I, 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 You know, to the fact that, you know, it, I'm, I'm not sure... I can only speculate what they were going for. They were trying to make a bigger, expansive world than The Witcher Three ever was, and mm -hmm. they saw that they saw the they saw the forest for the trees or something. Oh, I think that's the I think that's the saying. You know, you couldn't. Oh no, no, you couldn't see the forest for the trees. That's what it was. Um, but uh, but there's just other things in it. Yes, the whole third person part, like that is true because 
I remember them talking about it was gonna be it was gonna be third person or first per, or first person aspects, and then all yep. of a sudden, you know, they completely dropped the third person part, and I've forgotten about that honestly up until almost launch, and I was like, wait. What happened to all the third-person elements? What happened to the fact that when you had movie clips, you would see yourself in in, in, in the game and stuff like that? So yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, this is this is one of those. This is one of those. Hopefully, they're having. Hopefully, they're having their really big come to Jesus moment with this whole situation and stuff like that. Because let's be let's be brutally honest here. Uh, it's a failing for PS4, base PS4, and Xbox One S. It's it's a failing. And the one thing I said what. In in, I think I said right after launch in one of our shows, uh, what they honestly should have done is they honestly should have went ahead and put the PC version out first, and then worked yep. on the console versions. You know, either worked on next gen or worked on all the all the versions, and then put them out a few months later. CD Projekt Red, they know what they're doing when it comes to building PC games. I'm not sure what they were doing, you know, with with Cyberpunk, you know, because Cyberpunk on PC has issues and stuff like that. And here's a funny story, right? My roommate and I, we we swap graphics cards because I have a 1080 Ti, and um and he has a 20 he has a 20 um a, a 2080 he has 2080 Super, mm-hmm. so we swap because he needed a card with more VRAM because he does video editing, and uh and I just want to see like the capabilities of uh, DLSS on the um on the Nvidia card and ray tracing. Let's just say this, let's just say this. I turned ray tracing on. And I wasn't getting, I was not getting any better performance than I got on my 1080 Ti. As a matter of fact, I was getting slightly worse performance. <laughs> so what did I do? I immediately turned ray tracing off and just, and just stuck with DLSS. <laughs> so, and I get it, you know, ray tracing is one of those things. <laughs> What's up, Dan? <laughs> too much techno, too much techno babble. I, I understand. But but here's the thing about it though, you know, like this was their this is their grand opus. So they need to I'm not saying they had to have the perfect experience, but they need to have a very tenable experience for every player across the across the platform. Which honestly probably would have pissed PC gamers off like me because it would have looked like a, a PS4 game. <laughs> it, it, you know, but you know, that's the sacrifices you have to make there. Uh that's all I'm gonna say. You guys uh, I know Nelly, you're playing it on PS4 Pro, right? Uh, slim. No, pro. Pro. I'm sorry. I was gonna say you're on a slim, <laughs> and you haven't had any, no, and you haven't had any bugs. Pro. <laughs> like, what are you smoking before you turn the game on? <laughs> smoking the good stuff. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I would have had so much more respect for CD Projekt Red, and I think a lot of the gaming community would have. We would have been mad initially. But if they had come out at any point this spring and gone, hey, guys, with the delay to September slash November, we we've been doing a lot of internal testing and we just we simply can't get Cyberpunk to run properly to a level that we are proud of. And we don't think we'll be able to without an an intense amount of work. I mean, keep in mind, had they made this announcement back January, February 2020, even with work from home, like, you, you know. That's still a full year ago. Mm. We still don't have those versions properly running now. 
on, hey, we can't deliver it on those. What we're going to do is this is going to be our first marquee release on PS5 and Xbox Series X. It's only going to run on those consoles. It is going to still be delayed, though. It's going to be a Q1 2021 game to give us the right amount of time to do it. We're going to get PC as we can because we want you to experience this we know you're excited we're excited too this is nothing new to have a game release on pc before consoles or vice versa do you, this is nothing new do you know what's crazy about this whole thing if they release this game on pc first and let the console gamers wait they would have seen they would have seen the same they would have seen the same return that piece that pc gamers gave uh sony with horizon they would have saw that. They would have. They would have seen that. They would have seen. A gin- you would have seen Rockstar numbers. Yeah, you would have saw a ginormous boost in sales, just the same way as Capcom when they when they staggered their releases for Monster Hunter World. They put it on console, and then nine months later, it comes out on PC, and it sold them an extra seven million units. Well, and it makes me so mad that you know the stories we had as the game is coming out and as we're starting to realize how broken it is because they didn't get review codes for console until the eighth or the ninth, mm-hmm. and even then, it was only one that would work on series x yeah so the console they knew it would actually run on nobody was really aware of the problems until deep into the weekend and so customer service gets overloaded you're like what is going on here just i i I keep coming back to it how on earth do you not see that or acknowledge that that is pure greed and that's not what i thought cd project red was about and i think that's what a lot of gamers like I hate to use this word because corporations are never your friends. Mm-hmm. I, I hate saying this, but you're the most valuable company in Poland. It comes out that you're already profitable for the game. You've already cleared the entire budget based on pre-orders alone. You knew that, and you still didn't say, eh, we need to push this back at least a couple months. Like, yeah. I we get that it's arguably one of the most anticipated games of the last 10 years, if not most, but... Like, come on like you have that much more of a reason to protect your ip to protect your fans if i'm the creator of if i'm mike pondsmith i'm pissed right now i'm feeling betrayed i moved to poland to help with this game and you still fucked it up you had access to the (laughs) guy who made the universe and you still fucked it up yep Uh, for anybody, for any, for any, my, for any, my, uh, for any watchers out there or any listeners out there that are current Star Trek fans, like I when uh, you guys know what I mean when I say this statement as far as uh, CD Projekt Red is concerned, sheer fucking hubris. <laughs> That's where I'm gonna leave it at. You guys have, do you guys have any more words, uh, Austin and Nelly? Because <laughs> me and Josh will talk about this all night. <laughs> no, I, I stop or I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> I, I just hate that CD Projekt, the developers CD Projekt Red are, are getting all this on them right now. And I definitely feel like I, I stay, like I said, I stay out of trailers. I try not to watch as much gameplay as I can, just and just blind myself to the game as much, much as possible. But from everyone that I hear, it sounds like we've been lied to. It's like the No Man's Sky thing. Like, it's it's... I hate oh, yeah. saying uh, all this because it's still finished like third on my list of my favorite games of the year. Yeah, yeah. it was in when my top. Works, it was in my top five. It was. It was. It, works, it was my number. It was my number two game. It is. It was but my. It's not changing the game at all. It's not a game. It's not a genre defining game like The Witcher Three. But it is still when it when it hits those right beats. It is an incredible blend mm-hmm. of of movement, of RPG action, of first-person shooting, and storytelling and lovable characters. Like, I want an entire game where I just pal around with Pan Am. 
I want her to be my companion for the entire game. <laughs> for real, Silver. for real. I need Pan Am. That's my girl. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Right. And you know what? That's the crazy part. You know that I'm not one of those gamers who's gonna say they lied to lied to me about the game or whatnot. But the one thing I will say is I do feel I do feel just a little vexed because I thought it was gonna be a game changer experience. Like this is a this is this is one of the few PC games I actually started upgrading my PC for. And and, oh, and, yeah, and 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 the sad part is like I'm gonna have to wait for another game because this obviously wasn't the game. This obviously wasn't it. You know, I'm not mad at them though because you know I, it was about time to upgrade some hardware in my in my system anyway. I mean, you know, you know, thank thank God, you know. Well, I, I never got the graphics card. I had to borrow, you know, like last gen's graphics card, <laughs> but I never got the current gen graphics card because they're being scalped all the hell. <laughs> oh, and now and, and now there's a new tariff going coming out, so 25% uh, tax on top of like imports. So yeah, so like the the $800 graphics card I want is now like is going to be like $1,200. Yay! Feel bad for them though. <laughs> all right, so. All right, so uh, just real quickly, uh, there's a limited time sale that uh, right now on place for PlayStation that includes the uh, games like Dead by Daylight, the Special Edition, uh, Resident Evil 2 Deluxe Edition, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and more. It's currently underway right now. I'm throwing a link out there in the Twitch chat, uh, just so you guys, just so you guys can find it. Uh, but some, but some more notable games in this whole thing is, uh, let's see, I did uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, Death Stranding, Dragon Ball Fighter. Z, Injustice 2, the Legendary Edition, Jump Force Deluxe Edition, Need for Speed Payback, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, the Gold Edition, Rise of Tomb Raider, the 20th year, the 20 year celebration edition, and the crew 2, the deluxe edition. That there's more games out there. The link's been provided in the Twitch chat. Check it out. It's um, a massive, massive set. Yeah, and there's and there's corresponding sales for both the European regions as well as North America. So check it out, guys. Um, Alright, so it's time to talk about what's going on over with uh with the Star Wars franchise and EA games. <laughs> so the big news here is EA no longer has exclusive rights to Star Wars. That that is that is a, a paradigm thank, shift. Thank God, <laughs> thank every single deity you can think of. Thank Phil Spencer. Thank Shuhei Yoshida. Thank <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto. This is one of the greatest moments of the last decade of my life. Yes, I mean, I was in. Sh- I was. Star in- Wars has finally been released as Andrew Wilson's eight-year hostage. I, I I was in I was in complete shock when I read when I read the press release uh, following the Luke Lucasfilm Games uh, licensing rebranding. I was in complete shock. So, with the reforming of Lucasfilm Games as a licensing brand rather than a game publisher slash developer, something something really stark was revealed, and that and that reality is EA isn't the sole publisher of Star Wars games any longer. Uh, quickly after the licensing brand's announcement, news followed with several new publishers announcing new Lucasfilm game titles in in production. Including Bethesda's Indiana Jones, which our buddies over at Arsenal X just they they had a full on joygasm. <laughs> they had a full on joygasm. <laughs> as well as Ubisoft making an entry into the Star Wars field with their own game. <laughs> the former uh, the former exclusive publisher did make a statement saying that they are proud 
of our long-standing collaboration with Lucasfilm Games, which will continue for years to come. On the Lucasfilm Games side, uh, Vice President Douglas Riley went further to say that there are still a number of projects underway from the talented teams at EA. So the publisher certainly isn't done. <clears throat> That means comments that that means comments from EA CEO Andrew Wilson earlier in 2020 regarding Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order being the start of a new games franchise. That still rings true with the with their with even with the loss of the exclu uh, exclusivity. Uh, it. In an article, in his article from Game Rant, uh, Rob Dolan writes, "It's unfortunate for EA and its and its development studios that fought hard to eliminate the stigma left behind from games like Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2." To be fair, it wasn't just EA's efforts in the Star Wars IP that gave the publisher the notorious reputation it has today. Games like the aforementioned Battlefield Five uh, and and Madden twenty twenty one brought a controversy to EA in recent years due to the egregious lack of content. We can also add games like FIFA twenty one to that mix. We can also add like the the entire gambling debacle with with the FIFA with the uh, with the FIFA Bioware. series right now. Uh, yes, the the mishandling of Bioware. Shit, the mishandling of freaking uh, freaking uh, Dead Space Studio. Who are they? Who are they? Uh, Visceral. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, however, for a game that was constantly ridiculed by fans for its own microtransaction scandal, Star Wars Battlefront 2 has been a massive improvement in added free content as well as addressing the progression in microtransaction uh, issues. Without Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order proving that Star Wars games didn't need to be uh, live service powerhouses, games like Star Wars Squadrons wouldn't have existed. EA losing the exclusive publishing rights for Star Wars isn't going to put these kinds of games... It isn't going to... Yeah, isn't going to put these types of games in jeopardy, even if things could change in the future. So, you know, we've all done our happy dance. We 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 wanted to. See, you know what? What's what's that saying on the internet? You love to see it. <laughs> absolutely love this. You love to see it. Uh, you know, there's there's parts of me that's like you know. The sky's the limit now because there is so much that can be done. We're going to have other other studios, other talent making Star Wars games. We're going to have other – and the fact that, you know, like Disney and Lucas are basically – you guys you guys on Arsenal said it, said it phenomenally well last uh, uh, Sunday night that given that Disney and Lucas's focus – on the Star Wars games, when they actually injected actual actual Star Wars talent into the development process for Jedi Fallen Order, mm -hmm. game changer, game changer. Because you know, the I'm not saying the game was like a, a was a triple A title in, in in stature, because there were still some hinky things that you know all Star Wars games had plagued with. You know, like like you know like platforming isn't quite quite established and stuff like that. Yeah, but overall, that was one of the strongest Star Wars games I. I can't think of a stronger Star Wars game I've played since Kotor. So because the Old Republic yeah, wasn't I, it. The Old Republic I, I, wasn't I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a little bit on what we talked about, um, just for a second. Mm -hmm. This this tells us a bunch of stuff about the future. I mean, so w what I was saying on Arsenal X is how much I respected the development process for Jedi Fallen Order. We got it teased in a sizzle reel like a year or two before we actually saw it. We saw the mocap happening. They cast actual actors for these roles. Uh, Cameron Monaghan uh, from Shameless and Gotham. He was uh, Cal Kestis. Mm -hmm. uh, they you know, created, of course, an adorable droid sidekick, um, BD-1 Hive for life. Um, but seeing 
they got new talent in there at Respawn, who specifically had worked on third-person action games before. They got the director of God of War 3, mm -hmm. and uh, Vince Sampella, who, I mean, one of the great minds of first-person shooters ever, uh, you know, behind Medal of Honor Allied Assault and Call of Duty. You know, you can't get much better in Modern Warfare and Titanfall. Like, you can't get much better resume than that. Um, they said that they came up with an idea for Jedi Fallen Order, and they tried pitching it to LucasArts, or to Lucasfilm, and Lucasfilm told them, no, go back and work on your pitch, come back again. They went back a second time, still got declined. At that point, they worked with a story advisor in the Lucasfilm story group, came back, pitched it a third time. They got to do it on the condition that they hired this person onto their team as their writer and one of the cinematic directors. That is what you have to do with a franchise like this that you plan on. You have to tie all these games into a singular timeline. It's not like James Bond games where, oh, they don't exist within the timeline of the movies. We don't have to worry about that. Like, they are clearly trying to get back to that. Like, Force Unleashed is where things kind of went a little wonky with them. And they tried to be like, oh, Darth Vader's secret apprentice was a thing. And he was also like, his death is why the Rebel Alliance was formed. Like, it never sat well with fans. Mm -hmm. It's part of the reason why we yeeted the old EU out of existence was because of stupid decisions like that. This not only opens up brand new avenues for teams that are already making the games, like there's a Battlefront 3 in development. We all know there is. There's rumors about an Inferno Squad spinoff happening. You know, jo uh, Jana Gavaknar is being seen in mocap stuff with some of the people from EA lately. Um, Jedi Fallen Order 2 is happening, whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. I don't think EA gets a game beyond that, though. Um, mm -hmm. Massive getting it. That's mm -hmm. the perfect. That is the perfect team at Ubisoft to get it. Because the division, the way that the division and division two plays, those are perfect for a bounty hunter esque game or like a clone commando game in this universe that you could easily do this engaging story with. The biggest problem is, and again, it's the same problem Respawn was going to have. You got to bring in somebody who actually works in this universe as a story advisor to help you with that story because their storytelling at that studio is dog shit. Yeah. Like. The other thing this confirms to me is that the division is 100% dead. That that franchise is dead. Yeah. It's not going anywhere anymore, especially given the events of the last couple of weeks. I think it'd be really in poor taste to do another division game. Uh, I think they just kind of want that to like go away because it deals with a plague in the first two games. And in the second one, you also have Washington, D.C. taken over by uh, armed rogue soldiers and um, Star Wars Squadrons was shockingly good for what it was. It felt like a next-gen successor to the Rogue Squadron games on the N64 and GameCube, and like even X-Wing and TIE Fighter on the PC from back in the 90s. Like Those are the kind of games we want. It boggles my mind that EA never decided, hey, we're going to do a massive online Star Wars game that's not called The Old Republic for consoles. We're not going to tap into this Destiny thing going on or what Division is doing or anything like that. Yeah. Like, we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. It took them this long to make two quality games. In eight years, they made two games worth playing. Battlefront 2 wasn't even worth playing for the first 18 months of his existence. I had to be persuaded to do it when it went to EA Access. That's how yeah. bad it was. Like, it's just... It's screw-up after screw-up, and you look at the exact opposite with Marvel. You look at what they've done with licensing their property out, which, I mean, Marvel had a lot of problems, too, for a long time. Who remembers yeah. all the old THQ Spider-Man games? Whoever shadows anybody. Like, how bad some Shattered Dimensions, like, how bad some of these games were, and then you have absolute bangers with, you know, Marvel Spider-Man and with Miles Morales, mm -hmm. uh, 
definitely less so with Marvel versus Cap- or not Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, Ultimate Alliance three, and uh, we're not even going to touch on Avengers. Yeah, we're not. But we're not. <laughs> with Lucas Arts become well, Lucasfilm Games. I keep wanting to call it Lucas Arts. I keep remembering the guy with the arch above his head. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're entering, I think, a new golden era of licensed properties between what Star Wars is doing with being more selective with who gets to work on it, but anyone who has a pitch can come do it. Like, if I'm Phil, I, I said this on Arsenal X, if I'm Phil Spencer, I was, I'm calling them the second that announcement is made public and going, hey, um, we got a studio that's literally on record as begging for the last 15 years to make a follow-up to their first game, which was Night Steel Republic 2. Can we please make that game? Can we please make it? Mm-hmm. Please? Obsidian would really love to make this. They'll put everything else on hold. Like, if I'm them, I'm making that call. If I'm Sony, I'm going through and wondering, like, shit, do we have a studio that could make a really cool Star Wars game? Could we make an awesome Mando game? Like, maybe with, like, Sony <sighs> Bend or something? Yo, like, let the let the Uncharted team have that. Let the Uncharted team have that. <laughs> let Sony San Diego have it! <laughs> <laughs> Sony San Diego is making Wado's Junkyard scrap. I don't know. Like... <laughs> there's so many things you can do in this universe and i was like my only plea is please do not ever mention the skywalker family in these games Uh, let them tell new unique stories like if you're gonna do it close to the events of the movies do it set with the mandalorian like i would love to run around in the timeline after return of the jedi when like things are lawless in the outer rim like run around make my own bounty hunter run around with a crew of two or three friends like a four-player action game let me run around let me get let me pick up quests from grief karga and from dinjar and let me pick those up mm-hmm. let me fly my own razor crest that i could just like pimp out with all my gear inside let it be like a space apartment you travel from planet to planet on like let me build my own swoop bike let me build and modify my own guns and my armor like there's seriously Lu- lucas arts just like just hire me hire me baby yeah you know you want to Ed, Ed in our chat right now. Ed in our chat right now. Ask, ask the question. Uh, I, I do wonder if Star Wars still has a big fan base, like like in the past, or has it dwindled? Uh, I I said I I'm saying the fan base is still there, but the thing uh, is, uh, Star Wars' fan base is bigger than ever. Yeah. Uh, okay. There, yeah, it's more it, divided it's than ever, but like, it's bigger than ever because of yeah. the Disney acquisition. Like, yeah. You have so many avenues for this now. They've rebooted the whole timeline. My pitch was make me make a game where there's a whole bunch of Jedi running around in the High Republic era 200, 200 years before the Phantom Menace, like with the new books they just released. That's completely unexplored. Let me do that. If you're not going to give me Night Soul Republic, at least give me a game set then. Like, mm-hmm. with, again, things are lawless. We're just starting to map some of the some of the distant planets. Yeah. Put me on Nar Shaddaa, where the huts control, like, all the gangster activity. Put me on Corellia, like, where Han Solo grew up. Not with him, but let me interact with some of the people he did. You know, have Woody Harrelson's character make a cameo or something. He's a scoundrel, and Woody's too perfect to only be in one Star Wars thing. Like, <laughs> The sky is well. Ron nailed it. The sky is the limit of what you can do here. For real, yeah. And do this. Like I pitched Xbox Studios doing stuff. Like non-jokingly, give the Gears of War team a sequel to Republic Commando, one of my all-time favorite Star Wars games. Give the Uncharted. Oh, Republic Commando was one of the best. 
was one of the best, and that's from a guy who did not play a lot of Star Wars games. I, I mean, I don't like on, like because of the fact that I'm a, a Trekkie at my core. Like you know, I love Star yeah. Wars and its lore and stuff like that, but it doesn't always just jump out at me. So games like The Force Unleashed, for example, that was that was a good jump on point for me. Uh, yeah. Some of the other games there, I, I really wish Old Republic had been that thing. But you know, like I, I felt like I always felt like the MMO, like you know, th- that whole MMO thing was not going to be a good setting for star wars that's one of the things i felt i think the mmo setting is good it's just so hard to get that jedi power fantasy to feel good in the game because like force unleashed took it way too far in one direction yeah like that it felt like a big dumb video game it's like okay if you're gonna do that make it non-canon at least for us like (laughs) this is a little bit too big and dumb for me like jedi fallen order i feel like nailed the force powers part perfectly you didn't feel overpowered like you beat the shit out of the bad guys in it like spoiler for anyone who hasn't finished this game in the last 16 months like the end scene is terrifying I was scared shitless playing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because literally, it says your objective is run. That's yeah. all it is. It's run. And if you see that in a Star Wars game, <laughs> there's only one reason you're seeing that. Mm-hmm. Either the Death Star is blowing up behind you because you flew into it with the Millennium Falcon and you blew it up, or Darth, Darth Vader has shown up. You. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, the, the asthma attack is chasing you. Yeah. And it's, ter- like, it's that much more terrifying after you see it in Star Wars Rogue One. So, like, there's so many things you could do. Like, I I don't want to advocate for a franchise as rich as Star Wars to be exclusive, but I've seen what can happen when you only have to focus on one platform, a la Spider-Man, when you have a team that's just perfect for that. I would love to see like we were joking about Ben making golden compass earlier. I would love to see them make a next gen star Wars Jedi Knight game. Anybody remember Jedi outcast? Yes. Uh, back on the PS2. Yeah. And, uh, GameCube. Mm-hmm. I would love a, next that gen was, Star-Wars that wasn't game. a bad, that wasn't a bad game either. Give that to me when Ben solo is in training or something or a young Qui-Gon Jinn, like give me a game like that with one of them. That could be so good. Like you've, they're literally the sky is the limit and they've, taken all their shows and basically pigeonholed them into about a 15 year span in the galaxy timeline. This galaxy's thousands of years old. Give me some shit. 2000 years before, give me the Jedi versus Sith wars from back in the day that we've only heard the legends of that are still canonical. Like, give me some of that. There's so much you can do. Like I would love to one see day, see a proper MMO, but the old Republic ain't it. It's just not. Yeah. If you're going to do a Star Wars MMO, I feel like Jedi have to be like a fleeting thing to like show up to help you with something. You have to be a normal dude living in it. Like I've always loved Han Solo and Boba Fett because they're average guys who don't have any special powers. Like I, I love, I always come back to this whenever I talk about Star Wars games. What Han Solo says to Luke Skywalker when they first meet, I've flown from one end of this galaxy to the other, and I'll tell you, there's no mystical, all-knowing force controlling my destiny. And it's that much more powerful when you get to the end of the movie, and he says because he understands how rare the Jedi are by that point. Yeah, Luke. May, May the, the force, force be with you. Yes. He's the first one to say that. Yeah. The skeptic is like, I'm going to go on a soliloquy about movies if we keep this up. <laughs> but when I say that there's rich opportunities, 
not every Star Wars game has to be a Jedi or has to have you behind the Millennium Falcon. Agreed. You can make a perfect, like, That's EA came three single-player games, including two from Amy Hennig. Remember, we were, remember we were all up in the in the Arsenal X chat uh, Sunday night talking about 1313. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Man. Man, I would have loved to see what that what that would have become and stuff like that. I I do think that I we're not going to get thirteen thirteen, but I do think you're going to get a team that will make a game similar to that. And I'm just on my hands and knees praying to God it is not exclusive, because the problem is with Microsoft buying up all these studios is I got three exclusive studios over there that would be perfect mm. to make different games in this universe, including give Arcane a bounty hunter game that's single player and story driven. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, damn, like, Sony's got some great studios, like, uh, Nintendo doesn't Nintendo doesn't do licensed content. They can just get a console exclusive or remake Rogue Squadron or whatever. <laughs> but, like, there's so much you can do. Like, I want to see some indie companies given a chance. Like, give me a horror-esque Star Wars game where you're being hunted by the Inquisitors or something. Or, like, the Sith are hunt Like, your ship has crash-landed on the Sith world and you're being chased. Like, there's so much you can do. God, like, just... I could do an entire show just on this topic. Oh yeah, somebody else talk. I'm just I'm just glad that Star Wars is getting a gaming chance to shine because I feel like I feel like Star Trek needs needs some of that too. But then again, Star Trek is its own genre, and and Star Trek has not really been known for action. They've been trying to change that for a while, but you know, like I'm kind of I'm, like I'm glad it's like the wild wild west right now for Star Wars. Like you know, like we have opportunities to see other other studios like tackling it and things like that. We have opportunities to see new storytelling, things like that. You know, like yeah, I completely agree with you, Josh. Don't always just concentrate on Jedi. Don't always yep. concentrate on Jedi. You've got you've got scoundrels. You've got bounty hunters. You've got smugglers. You've got you've got hell. You've got you've got soldiers. Should be a Star Wars gambling game, baby. <laughs> Just not Sabak Simulator 2K22. Just not that. Just not in that damn gambling world that was in the that was in the Last Jedi. Just not that place. That. No, no. But but listen, if you're gonna do it, you you gotta go to Cloud City, okay? Listen, you you gotta have the underground droid fights. You gotta Solo showed us that, okay? Like you you gotta have the droid fights. We gotta have Phoebe Waller Bridge in there voicing them. Donald Glover back as Lando. Like, come on, Mm -hmm. that's how you do that. There's there's plenty of opportunities, and I I I am I've been just racking my brain, just thinking of different ideas that we could we could possibly have now that anyone's open. Devolver even saying that we want a Star Wars game like that would that would be awesome. If we could get a Devolver arcadey like Star Wars I would game. I'd love to see Devolver or Raw Fury make one. Yeah. I, I, I would love. You know what? I know they're I know they're knee deep right now and stuff. But you know what? If Platinum Games could get could get a hold of something something and, oh, and do it in the vein of Vanquish, Christ. do it. You know, actually, actually, that'd be the that's one. That's the team that can make a Jedi game. Yes, I was just about to say I that's the team that can make it because when you see when you see the poetry in motion that was that was Vanquish. <laughs> My God, <laughs> and you know what? The he the characters didn't even have to be a true Jedi. They could be a gray Jedi like like Ahsoka. I mean, Not, I mean, don't so, use don't I, I use Ahsoka. Think an Ahsoka though. game is all but a certainty at this point. You think so? I I, like, I, I hope not. I, I hope not. I hope not. I think so. Like she's she's, she's one of the my, most popular. Characters. She's she's my favorite character from the expanded yeah. from the expanded canon. She's my favorite character. I 
Josh, we're gonna talk later because um because yes, I am a Star Wars nerd. I am. We're gonna talk later. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I got you. All right. So, if you guys want to talk some more with us about about the whole Luke uh, Lucas Games uh Lucas Film Games. Yeah, if you want to talk to us more about that, hit us up over at Twitter or come over to our Discord server, which I'll give information about that as we wrap up the show, which it actually is time to wrap up the show. So, hey, guys, what, what you guys been playing? Uh, who wants to start? I've just been doing homework, so I'm not playing that. Oh, you oh you playing... Oh, 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 playing you, uh, oh, you playing... Get, playing get, essay writer 2K21. <laughs> Type, <laughs> typing of the dead. Typing of the dead. <laughs> Oh shit, we're getting our Mavis Beacon on! <laughs> I haven't played that in forever. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's all been Monster Hunter Rise demo for me on the Switch. It's, it, it's, it's been that way. Yep. Mm. I, I, uh, I, I just wrapped up. Oh, go ahead, Austin. I was gonna say I did also play the demo for Monster Hunter Rise. How are you liking it? So I'm, I'm like it. I like it. Is I like it your it is this your first Monster Hunter game that you that you've actually experienced, or have you did you dabble with the other ones? No, I played World, and then I played a couple on PSP and okay. DS. Okay, okay, so <laughs> you have a way different than yeah. So you have a, you have a pedigree Monster Hunter World than this one. Yeah. All right. I can see it's kind of a combo of the two, though. Yeah. Kind of the older school Monster Hunters and and now this one and, and Monster Hunter World. Uh, I'm excited for it. I, it might be a day one purchase for me. Yeah, it's a day one purchase for me. Nice, as, nice. As, a matter, as a matter of fact, I'm finally plopping down the pre-order for the Deluxe Edition. Uh, I am finally playing Hitman from 2016. I got it a long time ago. It was a free game with gold and... Uh, I'm really bad at stealth games, guys. That's why I don't play Metal Gear. Um, I like to run and gun things, and you can't really do that in Hitman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, just the level design is so fascinating in it. It's such a weird change of pace to go from Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which has no emphasis on stealth whatsoever. It's, you are a Viking, fucking murder them. That's all you have to do. You literally are beating down the doors, blowing your horn. Your whole army is running in. It's awesome. It should not be called Assassin's Creed. It should be called Valhalla. We are awaited, my friends. But Hitman is such a radically different game, and I love it. Like, I don't know if I like it enough to go buy Hitman 3, but I also have Hitman 2 for free, apparently, that I got a long time ago. So I want to I want to kind of play through these and see if I enjoy them enough before I get 3. And uh, other than that, dest- always Destiny. And uh, control. I'm almost done with control. Finally, I love Remedy so much. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, now that I have a ray trace graphics card in my system. I should go ahead and play Control Ultimate Edition now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I picked up the Ultimate Edition because uh, Alan Wake is one of my favorite games. Uh, oh yeah. And, and they added that DLC, so I'm super excited to get to that after the core game. Yeah, cause um, that was that was another that was another one of my my gets, and I actually got I actually, I eventually got the Alan Wake both the Alan Wake games on the PC, and I love the uh, American Nightmare. I loved that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it, I don't know. It was something about it was something about the villain just being called Mister Scratch. I was like, oh, I'm buying this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm writing it. <laughs> all right, um, all right, so um. Hey, uh, Josh, where can we find you at? Uh, you can always find me every Thursday night and Fridays when it posts to uh, podcast services on the Tower Casuals on Boss Rush Games and Sundays 
on Arsenal X, the mm-hmm. Xbox podcast. Mm-hmm. You can also find me on Twitter and Twitch at at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. Count them, two. Uh, Nelly? You can find me on Twitter at Planet Nelly. Nelly is spelled N three L L I E. You can also find me on Twitch at Pressface underscore eighty seven. No OnlyFans. <laughs> that that we that we know of. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be browsing, and all of a sudden we're like, is that is, who is that? <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yo Austin, yo yo Austin. <laughs> Austin, where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me at Placed Austin on Twitter, and then you can also check all my gamer tags in the pinned tweet. All right, and you can find me on on very on all social well, various social media, not all social media. Jeez. I'm trying to cut the cord. <laughs> Exodus eight zero three E X O D U S eight zero three. That's also my that's also my Twitch handle as far and also my YouTube channel is is live with that as well. And that's also my gamer tag. Is that your hmm? is that your parlor account as well? Can we find you on parlor there as well? Not anymore. Jesus Christ. Not not anymore. <laughs> not can. anymore. You give your social security information to the Russians. You can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speak, uh, uh, before we go, uh, just a reminder, head over to BossRushGames.com and take a look at all the content Boss Rush has to offer. Uh, Arsenal X uh, offers the perfect forum for all things Microsoft and Xbox. Check out their talk this week about Lucas Games Resurrection in episode 126. Uh, Dan, David, and Celeste are back with the second volume of Band. Uh, you got to check it out. Like I, I, do, I would not give it enough credit just talking about it. So you guys have to check it out. Links are in the chat. Uh, don't forget uh, about our other shows and editorials. And if you really do love us, come be one of the community with us over at over at our Discord, which is simply called Boss Rush Games, Boss Rush Games Discord. So uh, yeah, there's that. Link is also provided in the Twitch chat tonight. Uh, you can chat with us, the PlayStation Crossroads crew. And keep the conversation going by hitting us up on Twitter at PS underscore Crossroads, where we hold it down with more news, events, and topics. Uh, the Boss Rush Games family wants to wants you all to have a great night and go out there, play games, be better. Let's have some fun. This is 2021. New regime. Yay! By the time by the time you hear us, we will have a new president. <laughs> <laughs> There is about a 99% chance that I'll be drunk when you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We love you out there. Happy drunk, right? Oh, yeah. Please drink responsibly. For real. For real. <laughs> I say that All right, guys. Y'all have a great night, and we'll be back here next week with more of your favorite topics. Take care. Later, y'all. I know.